This is HPR episode 2286 entitled, Surviving a Stroke. It is hosted by Tony Humaka Tony H1212, and is about 11 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, on the 2nd of February I had a stroke, this is my story. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Radio listeners, this is Tony Hughes in Blackpool in the UK. This show is going to be a little bit uh, off track on what I usually uh, record, but I thought uh, listeners might be interested in my experience. First off, a disclaimer uh, anything I say here is my experience and is no way intended as advice to anyone. Uh, everyone who experiences or of is that risk of a stroke is different and you must make your own lifestyle choices based on professional advice. With that clear, let's get on with the show. Um, On 2nd of February, uh, just gone uh, earlier this year, I I had a massive stroke. It came completely without warning. Uh, I was out playing bridge with my wife and we were just about to start a bridge class uh, that we were attending and I sat down at the table and suddenly uh, I had an almighty uh, white noise in my head basically I thought uh, there was a fault with my hearing aids to start off with and I ripped them out but it continued and then suddenly I got a blinding headache and I just couldn't say what was going on Uh, my wife came back into the room at that point and sat down and you know, I had my head in my hands and I th- uh, she thought I was just suffering from a migraine. Uh, so she didn't do anything for several minutes. Uh, but then one of the people who was sat at the table suggested it might be a bit more serious. And she wrote on a bit of paper, home or hospital. And I pointed to uh, the word hospital. And then it all kicked in. There was a couple of people who were at the uh, bridge club who were doctors and they apparently got me on the floor and everything but uh, in the meantime my wife rang uh, the emergency services and got an ambulance and I was taken to the local accident and emergency department at uh, the local hospital who were brilliant even though there was loads of pressures they were fantastic. Uh, Several hours after getting into the emergency room I uh, uh, this is now five five o'clock in the morning I was admitted to a ward and at that stage they still didn't know what had happened to me uh, they were querying infection a couple of other things but uh, I got admitted to the ward and they had me down for a CT scan 
which I duly had in the evening around about four o'clock and uh, after that scan it was then confirmed I'd actually had a, st a stroke. Um, consultant came up to see me about uh, seven eight o'clock that evening um, to talk to me about it because I'd still had residual uh, effects um, 24 hours after the attack uh, they decided that I'd had a stroke rather than a TIA or trans ischemic attack or more commonly known as a mini stroke because the effects of that wear off after about 24 hours so I duly spent the next 12 days in hospital having uh, further tests um, a week later I had another scan and this time an MRI uh, as that gives a clearer picture of what's gone on in the brain compared with the CT scan and had uh, the first day of admission and after seeing that result of the scan the consultant was convinced I'd had a stroke and was quite amazed that I'd not been more severely affected as I said the main effect was weakness slight weakness on my right side uh, I also had a, an effect where my uh, mouth felt really strange and it, when I was chewing it felt like I was wearing someone else's false teeth but that, that was really really weird but gradually over the last few weeks since uh, since I was released uh, from hospital you know sent home uh, that's gone away uh, pretty well largely so all in all I dodged a bullet you know I've not had major major effects so uh, that's not to say there were no effects like I say um, the biggest effect now is that um, I get fatigue they call it post-stroke fatigue syndrome and uh, I uh, initially I was tiring after 30-40 minutes exertion but now that's gone up that I can do uh, something mild mildly exertive for a couple of hours before I start getting tired and need to sit down or maybe go and have a rest but uh, like I say doing things that I could have previously done all day now take uh, you know after a couple of hours then I'm tired and I need to go and have a rest but that said things are getting on better one of the other effects um, because it affected my right side and I'm right handed was my ability to write me fine motor control in my right arm uh, went to a certain extent and I found it difficult to hold a pen steady uh, so writing anything with my right hand although it wasn't impossible it was a bit wobbly and I found doing my signature uh, initially a bit difficult but again that started to come back and as most of the work I do at home uh, writing wise I do on a keyboard it's not such a major problem. So I hear you saying what caused it? Um, well the truth is I don't, they don't know. Uh, the most severe risks for, severe risks for people uh, are those that drink alcohol excessively, smoke, have a very high fat diet, also those that are overweight, particularly people who are uh, classed as obese, those with a BMI over 30. Uh, people with diabetes are also high risk. Um, but the main other factor, which is probably what 
to influence my stroke is genetic. Um, I've got um, a couple of members of my family, my grandfather and uh, on my father's side and my uncle on my mother's side both suffered major strokes which ultimately led to their deaths and it's probably this genetic factor that may have you know influenced me having a stroke because I don't drink I've been vegetarian for nearly 30 years uh, previous to the stroke my blood pressure was checked regularly and was always seen to be within normal range which is one of the risk factors and although I was a little bit overweight I was about stone and a half overweight at the t uh, prior to the stroke but I'd even started to lose a little bit of that and I'd lost half a stone in the previous few months but um, the other factor is that the prior to the stroke the blood tests have shown that I'm pre-diabetic so I'm going to have to increase my exercise which again is something I'd started to do and alter my diet to reduce my blood sugars not a major issue I'd started to attend the gym uh, started to walk more because uh, I was intending to lose weight anyway and I actually prefer healthy food so that's all good the main thing I have to watch is not so much what I eat is how much I eat I must admit I do enjoy my grub and I tend to pile it on my plate so that was one of the influencing factors in uh, making me overweight was that instead of having one portion of things I tended to have two and maybe even go back for seconds so that's something that can uh, be dealt with the other major effect for me is the consultants told me I can't drive for three months after discharge from hospital, which at the time of recording this is another six to eight weeks away. Uh, I can't drive now until the 14th of May, which means uh, I have to rely on other people or get public transport. Public transport's not so, uh, so much of a problem, but having to walk from transport stops, bus stops, and things like that is more of a problem because that's when it builds into the um, fatigue. So, roll on May the 14th. Although uh, my doctor did say initially to take it easy and don't think about planning uh, 200, 300 mile round trips before you know before you've uh, checked out, you feel okay. So I am gonna after slowly moving back into driving so really uh, if you fall into any of the risk factors then maybe you need to think about uh, changing your lifestyle if you don't have any of the major risk factors in your life don't assume stroke can't be something that can happen to you because it can my experience proves it and having had this stroke I've done further research on the internet and there's lots of information out there these, are these blogs from people that have been in a similar position to me that have had strokes uh, I was reading a blog from a chap who was vegan and very healthy and he had a stroke um, so you know it's, it's something that can happen to anyone uh, I've kind of recorded this basically to to uh, talk about it and get it out of my system but I thought I might as well record it and uh, let people out there in HPR land uh, know what happened and have a little bit of a warning 
So thanks HBR listeners for listening and I'll be back soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.